Alright, welcome to Mr. Nice Guy. I'm your host, Ben Slowey. This is the first episode ever, and I'm really excited. Um, been wanting to do this for a while, and, uh, you know, it's quite a choice of locale, but uh, we're here in the, in the uh, back rooms of uh, High Five Studios in River West, Milwaukee. And um, I'm joined today uh, for my first episode here. We have um, a friend of mine who is a frequent customer at the coffee shop that I work at. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, he's, a, uh, he's also uh, a web designer and a uh, aspiring uh, entrepreneur of sorts. Absolutely. Yeah. Tanner um, Vandera. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I will say, I mean, like, I totally commend you for even stepping foot in the realm of podcasting. Thank you. Um, I think it's something that everyone kind of wants to do, but, you know, very few people take that initial step. Um, and, you know, it's great to, to see you doing this. And I'm super stoked to be your first guest. Thanks. Yeah. I see, I figured, like, for the first guest, I wanted somebody that, like, I'm comfortable with, that oh, yeah. I, like, like, I'm cool with, you know, I, I see somewhat regularly, but mm-hmm. I don't know super well yeah, yet. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that. Cause yeah, I only, you gotta find that middle, yeah. ground, that middle ground. Yeah, because I, like, only just met you, like, when I started working at The Roast. Yeah, which is crazy, because I've been going there for years now. Same. <laughs> By the way, I mean, the best coffee shop oh my God. on the east, east side, for Dude, sure. this guy's always like, can I trouble you <laughs> for some coffee, some tea? Like, yeah, yeah you can trouble me, dude. I'm, and you know my go-to drink there. Just coffee, right? Oh, no. It's a maple nut latte, dude. What the fuck? You're not, <laughs> you're not getting that when I'm behind the counter. Sure. Usually you're like, usually you go for a... Um, uh, blueberry tea yeah, or something. Yeah, that or you you like the pastry stuff. Oh, yeah. The muffins. <laughs> the muffins are good. Yeah. I do know where you always sit, though. You always sit, like, at that um, the, the table, like, right by the window. Oh, yeah. Like the half table, half booth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great spot. Yeah. Well, we can talk about, um, we can talk about our, uh, roast, um, our customer, uh, service interaction all day. But we're really That's here true. to talk about... What we're sit, what I brought you here for, mm-hmm. love versus fear, that is the yeah. uh, that's the idea of the show here. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, so the idea behind this show is to uh, kind of explore um, the the concepts of love and fear through the scope of a creative mind. So what I mean by that is, like, we we uh, we express ourselves through things we're passionate about, things we're afraid of. And if you really boil it down, like, there's only really two emotions that us as human beings are capable of, like, Mm -hmm. which are love and fear, and everything else, like, anger and sadness and happiness and, you know, like, shock. (laughs) Um, Everything in between. Yeah, like, it's all of those are kind of, like, sub-emotions. Definitely, they kind of all stem from those two emotions right yeah and like you know i've lived my life like up to this point as a very like i'm a very emotional guy you know and i I often find myself acting on my fears or i act i'm i uh am very like expressive when something means a lot to Mm -hmm. me some something that i really want to like 
like get a conversation totally, going about yeah. you know it, yeah. it, I, I always like I'm always very like expressive because I care mm-hmm. so and what fascinates me you know as I've become kind of like a content junkie like watching movies and listening to music and just admiring and appreciating art like mm-hmm. um you know it, it's kind of like it always fascinates it all it's always a, a gold mine to kind of understand like who the artists are as people you know what makes sure. them human yeah. beings so um but before we, before that we, we got to start drinking oh my really. gosh uh we have here's a four pack of hams not a sponsor uh no not uh, yet big hey dream big yeah dream big um you know hams hams, hams if you uh if anyone from hams from like the branding or like marketing team is watching this for some reason yeah Definitely uh, email them. Yeah, uh, Lando the Sky Blue Water. <laughs> um, it's people like I'm like known for for hams. Like people know me to like drink hams. Are you? I, I don't know if that's like. If I, I feel like I'm known for drinking Corona. It, it, yeah, it's like yeah. Long. I, I feel like well, I mean, I only have a ham shirt, so. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, I'll drink to that. Yeah, for sure. Hmm, <laughs> it's good. Small little tangent here. What's up? I, uh, you said you have a ham shirt. I have a Rolling Rock hat. Because I bought a 30 rack of Rolling Rock and it came with a green Rolling Rock hat. Holy shit. So we're out here with uh, yeah. the beer merch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting all the brand deals. Damn, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I don't know, and it's like... Mm. Dude, it's only two two sixty three at the Parkside Grocery. Two sixty three. Two sixty three. For four? Yeah. Wow. How do you think I, like... I mean, not only, like, do I, like, I, I like the taste, but... Yeah, for sure. But fuck, like, that's economical. Mm-hmm. I'm Definitely. broke as shit, so... It, <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, feel it's that. ideal. So, Tanner, tell me a little yeah. bit... Tell me a little bit about, like, something in life that, you know, drives you to, like, when you, when you're... I know you're a graphic designer, mm-hmm. and, you know, you, you've got a... My understanding, you have a startup that you're working on right yeah. now. You want to yeah. actually explain that first? Explain yeah, for sure. Um, so, a little bit of background about me um, to the people watching. I am a senior at UWM studying um, design and visual communication, which is kind of just like a, a really ridiculous word for graphic design. I don't know why they call it that, uh, but they do, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I do graphic design, and within that, there's kind of subcategories, right? So, you can go into like traditional print design. So, you know, marketing stuff and billboards and banners and posters and all that. Or you can go more of like a digital route, which would be like social media marketing or web design or app design, which is kind of where my focus is. Um, And with that, I mean, I have worked kind of professionally, I guess, in that field. I mentioned I worked at Northwestern Mutual for a little bit as a web designer um, and then also at Stone Creek Coffee. But... I do see my life going a little bit more entrepreneurial, which kind of leads me to what you mentioned, that startup I'm on. Um, So in August, I co-founded a startup called FIG, which is a nutrition and technology company. Um, There's five people on the team right now. Um, So we're growing. Yeah. Does that stand for something? It actually used to stand for Food Initiative Goal, because it's like a goal-based nutrition company. We realized that was super corny, so we were like, you know, Fig is cool as it is. Let's just call it Fig. Ditch the acronym. Um, but then, yeah, I, I do a little bit of e-commerce, and uh, 
Honestly, I'm the type of person that just wants to do it all, which is why I think like I'm a perfect person for this topic, because, you know, speaking of love and fear, it's like when you're creative and you do just kind of want to do it all, there's obviously this love for doing what you do, but also this fear of like getting stuck in one like place. Yeah. Like uh, like quicksand, which is kind of interesting because we have, I feel like when we were little, we were like taught about quicksand yeah. a lot, and mm -hmm. I haven't really experienced quicksand. Yeah, I, that, no, me neither. I thought I thought that was like mythological. Yeah, like I you, thought that'd be a much bigger deal. Right? Yeah. No, that stuff is like you would like see like illustrations of that shit like in oh, like yeah, for sure. in like books sure. you read, and it's like, dude, yeah, that shit is like. Where's the quicksand? Just imagine just sinking in the ground and just not oh not getting out. That's terrifying. Into, unless someone finds you and pulls you. That is terrifying. I know. That's a nightmare feel. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's definitely you like when you have some kind of uh, like a, a drive to express yourself and yeah. the inner mechanisms of your mind to, mm -hmm. to an audience. It's like you do like you always want to swallow the world whole. Mm -hmm. Like I want to do this, this, and this, and this, and um, and like you can just get really caught up in the moment of like you know how um specifically you want to express an idea to somebody and uh, you know that's how people develop like rider's block for example you know yeah, totally, they get so totally. stressed out about like well shit like i got some kind of image that like i'm on to something but yeah like where the fuck do i go about it you know for sure and uh, for sure. i i th think that quicksand metaphor is uh is mm -hmm. pretty uh pretty ideal yeah i mean it makes a lot of sense and i think too with like today's culture um you know today's like media culture we're just constantly consuming like different types of media you uh, you kind of like sit back and say you're on your device just scrolling through like facebook or instagram you're seeing all these people doing these crazy things it's like that's kind of the future you want to build for yourself you just want to do everything right yeah. you just kind of want you want freedom i think that's what everybody wants um and yeah, I mean, like, my biggest fear, I think, is is getting stuck in a hole that I can't get out of. And whether that hole is... If it has quicksand in it. Yeah, maybe that hole is quicksand. <laughs> yeah. But, like, maybe that hole is a 9-to-5 job for the next 30 years of my mm -hmm. life. And I'm kind of, like, a slave to the corporate environment. Like, okay. that's, like, my, my biggest fear. Because I do want freedom, not just financially, but, like, the freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want. I think again, like everybody wants that. Yeah, I think so. I I uh, concur with mm -hmm. like that idea. Like I I know like personally, I am um, I have a it's like a very deeply ingrained fear of like being of living an average life you yeah know? absolutely of absolutely. of being stuck yeah stuck in that machine of like the nine to five mm -hmm. and thinking um like having to like answer to a boss or bosses and having yeah. to be be regulated in every yeah. single like aspect that like you know, I have to do this job this way and this way only, and if, if I... Just just living, like, an ordinary life. Yeah, no, for sure. I, <coughs> like, that is that is a very, like... Mm -hmm. That would be a, a, a travesty of... Yeah. 
of like a lifetime, at least for me. And um, and some people are totally okay with that. Like, you and know, that, yeah, and some people like that structure. And I think we need that. Yeah, like we need people to work those jobs. And there are so many people. I'd say you know the vast majority of people who live that lifestyle and enjoy it and are happy at the end of the day. And then there are people who, you know, don't settle for that and always are, like, striving for something more. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the category that I would consider myself in and I think I would consider you you in, as well as, you know, just so many other people that I know and and that you know that that do want to live these extraordinary lives. I think it's largely a generational thing, you know, in a a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, if you think about it, there's very alternative ways that, you know, us as millennials mm-hmm. are finding success, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's largely attributed to, you know, the advancements of technology and social media. Yeah, the internet because, in general, for sure. Yeah, because, like, you can become, uh, like, a self-made person. You can be your own boss simply from a brand that, mm-hmm. you, that you develop. And yeah. Like, for example, if you have a YouTube channel that you have you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of subscribers and that can become your full-time job is just make videos and make content. Absolutely. And, uh, like, at that <laughs> point, you're not answering to anyone, but you're not answering to anyone but the comments. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, and you don't audience, even have to do that at audience. that point. Yeah. Um, Which is so fascinating that that's even, like, a career at this point is, like, content creation and social, social media influencer influencing is yeah. that what you would call that right yeah yeah it's so interesting that all these like new kind of careers are popping up yeah but I think they're like the the path of entrepreneurship which I would consider influencers to be entrepreneurs sure um what a lot of people don't realize is it's actually a very lonely path because like we mentioned before you know the typical person is gonna sit down and work that nine to five life they wake up at 8 o'clock, they go to work at, at 9, and they work all day. 5 o'clock, they come home, they watch TV and go to bed, and they do the same thing. Yeah. And then they live for Friday to, you know, have a little fun, Saturday have Wear a little jeans. fun. Wear jeans. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, fuck jeans. I hate, fuck jeans. First thing I hate, I fucking hate jeans. Fuck jeans. You'll never, you'll never find me in I'll drink to that. Fuck jeans. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I always think of, like, that SpongeBob episode where, like, Spongebob is, um, I forgot, like, exactly, like, what he was doing, but he was like, I have so much to live for, and uh, it's just the shots of, like, the dude with just the straight face, and he's sitting at his desk job, like, just bored as hell, like, stale face, and then he's in trap, he's stuck in traffic with the same face, and at the end, he's, like, he's in his window in his home, and he's like, coming to bed, honey? Yes, dear. <laughs> like that's exactly. See, that is that's the machine. That's the and that's like the metaphor yeah. that the creators of SpongeBob were definitely trying to make. Right, and it's funny because, like, actually, speaking of SpongeBob, <coughs> excuse me. Um, excuse. <laughs> appreciate it. Um, I I was watching a video recently. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about Sp- about SpongeBob and. Why it was the like one of the greatest Nicktoons of all time, like yeah. why it was so groundbreaking, and it still is. And um, legendary show, of course. And oh yeah, 
And the reason it, it's so popular is because it speaks to both adults and kids. And if you... Oh, 100%. If you watch, like, you watch the show as a kid, like, you know, you, you just remember just the zany moments you thought were hilarious and stuff, and Spongebob was just, like, your spirit animal, basically. And then, like, as you get older, you identify a lot more with Squidward, because he is, like, he is what it is a perfect, um, he's a perfect, like, symbolism of just the really monotonous, like, yeah. depressed, like, average life adult that yeah. has, like, nothing going for him, because he, he works at the Krusty Krab, he's, he finds no success playing clarinet. Always just bitter. Yeah, he's just always pissed at the world, like, but it's like, Spongebob literally has, like, the same lifestyle of sorts, like, he's still... Like, they're both adults. I thought about that. Oh, yeah, no. Like, the video, like, talks about this whole dynamic that it has. But SpongeBob is, like... He has, like, a lot of the same things as Squidward, where he works, like, a a minimum wage job at a fast food restaurant. He, you know, he, like, isn't, like... He, like, he never, like, really moves forward with his life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he, uh... But he's still so happy all the time, you know? And Squidward... Just a totally different outlook. Yeah, and Squidward just, just fucking hates everybody. Yeah. It's like that part where SpongeBob is like, what could be better than serving up smiles? <laughs> and Squidward's, like, being dead. <laughs> you know? For sure. But that is... But... And then, like, the video continued to talk about how we... Grow, we start out, like, as kids, we identify as Spongebob, mm-hmm. but we grow up to be Squidward, and you just have to live your life to just not be a Squidward. And I think the, <laughs> the final message is that you need to live your life like Larry. True. <laughs> Man. No, Larry. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of crazy, but... Yeah, no, Larry is dope, though. Um, um, I didn't realize this, but someone told me the other day... That apparently, like, the main Spongebob characters represent the seven deadly sins. Really? Yeah. Actually... Mr. Krabs is, like, greed. Patrick is sloth. Squidward is is something else. I don't know. I wonder who would be gluttony. I think that's Gary, because he eats all the time. Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) I forgot what the the seven sins are, though. Yeah, well, Uh, watch the movie Seven, and that'll... Yeah. You'll you'll never forget <laughs> them actually. <laughs> oh man, I'm, um, I'm definitely gonna go home and watch SpongeBob after this. Good, good. <laughs> All right, yeah. um, we're back. All right, guys, we we apologize for some technical difficulties. Um, we didn't know that the camera that I'm using uh, only fits uh, films 20 minute clips. So we actually kept going with the That's whole show. Shit, by the way. Yeah, I know. Well, we kept going with the show, and then only the first like half of the show got filmed. So. Uh, we're gonna just, you know, re. Uh, you know as you can, it's a hiccup. It's yeah, a hiccup. yeah, no, it's trial and error. This yeah. is the first show. Live and you learn. But we're gonna re uh, go over, you know, everything we discuss, and we, but we did drink all the beer. Yeah, um, clearly. <laughs> so. Um, and I'm wearing a jacket now. It's cold. It is really cold. We're in, in like a garage. Yeah, and we have like this like little space heater here, but. You're like, yeah, that thing will definitely heat this entire fucking. 30 by 30 room. Yeah, but... <laughs> hey, I mean... You know what? It's January 27th. Uh, Record low temperatures coming this Yeah, this um... This coming Wednesday, it's like... It's supposed to be like negative 12 or something like that. 
Like, up to negative 50 wind chills. Yeah, and I'm... Insane. Thank God that's my day off. Insane. Yeah, so... But we did leave off... Um, we left off as Spongebob. We were talking about Spongebob. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> and, like... Basically how... Uh, yeah, like, Squidward and Spongebob are, like, you... Like, they're the flip sides of how you identify, like, with your adult life. Oh, where... We have to, like, we all become Squidwards, but... You really gotta just try as hard to be as Spongebob. But, um, so I think that, like, I think that, um, part of what, you know, in, like, especially, like, in our generation as, like, we found more ways to, like, find immediate gratification. For sure. Um, like, as, as we found more, like, for example... You know, when somebody that you admire or look up to, you know, likes your, your photo on Instagram. Which has happened to me. Yeah, like, that can make your day. One person who I really look up to is H3H3 Productions. Oh, yeah. Ethan, Ethan Klein. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I posted a photo on Instagram. My roommate bought me one of his, one of his shirts. Yeah. A piece of his merch. And I posted it on Instagram. And he liked the photo. And I thought I was the, the fucking shit. I thought I was the coolest person ever because I had H3, H3 Productions like your photo in my notifications. Damn. Which is crazy because, like, what did he do? He maybe used, like, two muscles to, to give me, like, the craziest day I've ever yeah. had. That's insane. It's, like, at your fingertips. Yeah. Like, you, if the celebrity that, you know, we idealize so much is just... Make a simple, uh, simple gesture, simple gesture on the screen <laughs> of his phone. Bro, that's like, all it took. That is, that's enough to yeah. like validate your entire life and what you're doing. You know, yeah, and I, I mean, like one thing we talked about before the camera went out is how like social media kind of it uses the same neurotransmitters as you know some hard drugs. Yeah. And like pornography and, and sex and like just other crazy things in life. And it's wild to think that, you know, that immediate satisfaction is the same as, you know, sticking a needle up your arm. Yeah. I mean, it's like literally the same, same chemical reactions in your brains. And, and like, I, I just watched, like, I saw a news article recently mm -hmm. where, like, it was talking about how, like, cheese literally, like, it, it, satisfies like the same pleasure center in your brain as like a drug like heroin does yeah. it's, like it's that and I, I know that like I've also read that like cheese is like, <coughs> is, like the number one craved food in the world is it? yeah like, wow. I mean I, I, I know you're vegan but do you I mean do you like crave vegan cheese ever? you know not really it's really strange I mean this is kind of a tangent but like after being vegan for four years not having dairy, eggs, or meat for four years, your taste buds kind of get rewired. Sure. I don't crave any sort of animal products. What do you crave as a vegan? Just curious. Like, if I see a picture of, like, an apple hanging from a tree, I'm like, mm. fuck. I, I want to eat fuck that with apple. apples hard, yeah. Dude, like, man, if only honey crisp apples were, like, in season. Right? Oh, that would be, God. like, that's the truth right there. That would be amazing. I know. Dude. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm stuck buying the gala apples. Uh, yeah, I really in the bags. I also really crave carbs. I yeah, carbs are like, great. Just hella carbs. I love like 
like bagels or like cereal or granola. Yeah. Oh my god. The pastries at roast. Pastries at roast. <laughs> yeah. The muffins at roast. Yeah, totally. We do Blueberry have, being the best one. Shout out City Market for providing the roast. Oh my gosh. Uh, pastries so but good. no I, I love crumbs too but anyway we're going off completely off a tangent um don't uh we chug those beers what we kind of chug those beers we did so i'm not surprised this second half is going to have way way more tangents we were thinking that <laughs> well we were also thinking that um the the beers were going to warm us up you know because alcohol kind of like warms your blood and up it did at some point but i'm still just as cold yeah but so so we've um, a lot so, about fear. Well, yeah, we, we, yeah, and like, I think that like, you know, a lot of us in, our, in this generation, mm-hmm. especially like, you know, we look for that like instant gratification and we hope for, you know, mm-hmm. that like really temporary relief from the various anxieties that are presented through, yeah. you know, our uncertainties about you know, I guess, like, where we fit in in life and, like, whether or not, like, this is the right path we're supposed to go on. But, um... Which kind of, like, I I think, um, you know, it brings up another interesting topic, which is, like, prolonging the satisfaction. Yeah, totally. Like, the, like, the, the satisfaction that, you know, you, like, work towards Mm -hmm. and you, you, you don't really... It's also the, it's also what kind of what you, I found that like things are a lot more satisfying when like you don't have to like tell people about it. You know, when you're totally, when you're not saying you it. You kind of like work undercover. Yeah. Right. Totally. When you're just kind of doing things under the radar and like yeah. you're like, but, but you it's success talk. I feel. Of course. And, and even as like a, as a consumer, as, as, as an audience, like it is also more satisfying when you see what someone's been working on, like, when it's finally, like, out there and you, you, you're kind of just watching from afar rather than, like, when someone's constantly, like, yeah. reaffirming that they're doing something. Like, It's like um, when your favorite artist drops an album, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily, maybe you do see, like, a sneak preview on their Instagram story or something, but you don't really see all the work that goes into it. You just see that final polished piece of, of art, right? Yeah. Like... That they've been working on for a year straight, just mm-hmm. nonstop. Right. And and honestly, like, that's probably why a lot of... That's why that artist is successful, because mm-hmm. they let their output, mm-hmm. you know, do the, do the speaking They program. prolong that satisfaction. Yeah. And that's the thing, is, like, the, the things like that, you know, when, for example, like, like you said, when an artist drops an album like that is that's like a timeless satisfaction because now that content is out for anyone to enjoy at any point in time absolutely and it's like you know what someone can be enjoying that for 10 years from now Mm -hmm. and it can have an immense impact on their life or you know they can have a really monumental like connection with it for like a very long time and it's like you you don't you don't have a, a time limit on that. You that's something that is part of the legacy of you as as an artist, as a creative. Definitely. And so and I think that this is a perfect time to kind of segue into talking about, you know, how love manifests in your life. Uh yeah, especially for sure. you know, with you as a as a designer, as mm-hmm. a uh as a uh you know, 
as a think as an entrepreneur as an app right. as an <laughs> app holder um yeah so, definitely so yeah so i know so what do you um what are you currently like i know you, like you said you're, you're working on these startups when i like so i guess kind of like with what you're working on yeah. now like what is your like ultimate goal my ultimate goal i think um you know being a designer i mean designers ultimately the main definition of a designer in simple terms would just be like someone who's like solves problems right so that's that's definitely my biggest motivator in the creative space is i want to solve problems specifically human problems so i want to make life easier smarter more intuitive and also just like more human at the end of the day and if i if i can do all those things i know that i've achieved my ultimate goal as a designer um, and so I think that's that's definitely like the biggest motivator for me in my creative space. But when it comes to goals, like uh, I know I mentioned earlier in the part that you're not seeing, <laughs> um, like I, I, I know I'm not the next Elon Musk, right? I know I'm not yeah. the next Einstein. I know I'm not the next Steve Jobs. Um, and I think accepting that is important for me because, I mean, maybe, who, who the fuck knows? Maybe out of some wild crazy scenario I end up making a wild impact on the world but and you won't but you wouldn't know that until unless your success dictate that right you know, where it's like yeah. they lead up like like you know Elon Musk didn't know he was gonna be it Elon is kind of weird you know, it like, is kind of weird to like say you're the Elon Musk of something cause like I don't know but I know what you mean though where it's yeah. like where a name like his like becomes synonymous with an advancement in everyone knows that name yeah with technology medicine (coughs) science what have you so because i kind of recognize i won't be that my next goal is to be you know below that which is i want to make you know sub impacts on on whether it's individuals or groups of people or like communities of people I just want to create some sort of impact and some sort of positive change in the world. And I think that's what everyone wants to do, is just leave the earth knowing that you made, like, a positive impact. And yeah, and I think that, like, really, like, an amazing aspect of that, like, you know, how you impact others with, you know, your, with just who you are, or, like, you know, what yeah. you're doing creatively, what have you. It's like you don't always consciously, you're not always aware of when or how you're impacting somebody. Definitely it's not. Like that's. It's like people watching. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like I, I'm a big people watcher. I love like Same. observing like. Same. I love observing people like, you know, like walking down the street or, you know doing their thing like even like when i'm at work we like watching people knowing that they have no idea we're watching yeah totally but it's like you're in the same way like you're being observed by other people in the the same nature and for sure and the same way that this audience that we don't know is viewing you or viewing me or viewing us or viewing what we're saying yeah someone someone across the world could be looking at this and like you it's like you, you don't know who you're reaching but yeah but it's like Something that I, I always try to remember, like, you know, as I'm, you know, meeting somebody or, like, getting to know somebody is that you never know, like, when you are going to have 
a lasting impact on somebody. Yeah. Like, you never know when you're going to, like, like, you never know what you're going to learn from somebody, but you also never know what you could teach somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like, when, so, if somebody, like, you know, is, I think this is a great example, yeah. is mental health, you know? Yeah. You could be, somebody could be immensely struggling, like, on the interior and, like, having like really, really bad anxiety or depression and just not knowing where to turn, not knowing, like, not having a, a reliable mm-hmm. place to put it and... Not having an outlet. Yeah, and if you, like, and I mean, me, like, me myself, like, I, like, I've dealt with mental health issues, you know, throughout my life and, like, I've grown to become more open about it, like, you know, right. in the past couple years because it's, like... The more open and, like, comfortable you are, like, expressing that, like, this impacts you. Yeah. The more, like, you know, you can speak to somebody going through the same thing and being like, you know, I never looked at it that way. Or, you know, that could actually help me. That Now someone's relating to you. Yeah. For sure. Of course. Like, because, and, and in that way, it's like, it's, when you have a voice, like, you know, use it. When you, when you know Mm -hmm. firsthand, like about something like you gotta like like it, it is important you gotta to like put it out there yeah you gotta sure. express it and that's yeah. and but that could that same that same uh um that same mindset can be applied to when you are somebody who has a talent like if you can sing if you can produce if you can play an instrument if you know how to code apps right case in point <laughs> Like, it's you gotta like utilize those skills because you don't know like where that yeah. is gonna like like that can immensely I mean not only help yourself and and further actualize who For you sure. are but yeah, yeah, yeah. but also like other people are going to take insight from that. Well, that's what's so cool is like you know you're subconsciously or maybe without you even realizing and making an impact on other people. But then you have an opportunity to also, you know, drastically change your own life. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I don't know if I mentioned it in the first half or the second half, but, like, monetizing whatever skill you have. So if you know a lot about, I don't know, if you know a lot about photography, you may not realize it, but that's, like, something that you could monetize. You can make YouTube videos and, and, like, you know, or, I don't know, go shoot senior portraits or something. And, uh, and create an income for yourself mm-hmm. and an impact on yourself. At the same time, you're inspiring others or you know, reaching others or influencing others. So it's like a really interesting dynamic of helping yourself, but at the same time, you know, creating a positive impact on the world. Yeah, totally, dude. Chloe, what keeps you up at night, dude, as we're closing out? Because we are running out of time again, and I don't want to run into the same problem yeah. the second time. What, what keeps me up at night? Up at night? The biggest things that keep me up at night are... I'd say the biggest thing that keeps me up at night is feeling like maybe I'm not going to get to where I want to be. Like, falling short, right? No one wants to fall short. And, you know, as much as I hate to admit it, like, I am pretty terrified of failing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm terrified of, like, letting myself down or letting other people around me down or letting my parents down. And <coughs> at the same time, while those are, like, my biggest fears in life, they're also kind of like my biggest motivators because 
equally, they'll keep me up at night, but I'll be able to also go to sleep knowing I worked really fucking hard that mm-hmm. day. Knowing that that entire day, I, you know, I made a step towards this crazy journey I'm on, or like a step towards, I don't know, the path that I'm walking. And if I know that I made even a, a fraction of progress, then I feel like I can sleep easily. If that makes any sense. Well, that was going to be my uh, follow-up question is what, oh. what puts you to sleep. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely it. Um, yeah, as the, as the alarm is going off. Yeah, well, it's going to be a thing now. Um, all right, well, thank you very much for yeah. being on the show, dude. I ben, appreciate thank you your so time. much. I appreciate it. Um, check out uh, my Instagram as yeah. well as Ben's Instagram. Yeah, we're going to plug it. What yeah. What's your handle? Um, at Tanner Van Der it looks like Vandera. Fun facts. Is that how you pronounce your last yes. name? Vandera or Vandere? Vandere. Super weird. And fucking this up. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. All right. All right. Well, yeah. as we said before, um, gonna be having these shows weekly. Really excited, and uh, we're gonna be drinking more beer next time. Oh yeah. All right. Thank you so much for watching. Yep. Uh, ben, thank you so much for having me, man. Always. It's been great. Yeah.